2: Welcome everyone to the NHL DFS show. I'm your host today, Michael Clifford. We're giving Jake Harry a much-deserved uh, night off after what was, what's was what been a pretty good week for him, I guess. Uh, joining me today, as he has in a couple prior shows, I think this is our first Saturday voyage together. Uh, we have the host of my Heatley, the Datsoup to my Zetterberg, the Pronger to my Niedermeyer, Mr. Josh Harris. Josh, how are we doing today, bud?
0: Doing pretty good somehow, Cash, despite being heavy on the late games yesterday, so I'll take it and run with it. Uh, Jake's still winning stuff. That's doing pretty good, now. How are you doing on this Saturday?
2: Not doing too bad. It's uh, starting to warm up outside up, up here, which is kind of a change because usually we're freezing here while everybody else is warming up, so it's been nice to be able to get out and get a run in and and stuff like that, get, get some uh, use out of my weekends, which haven't been... Uh, You know, super, super intensive over the last few, several months at this point. Uh, While everyone's here, while I have your attention, if you could just like and subscribe, we're trying to build this channel as much as we can and keep these shows coming almost on a daily basis now. Um, Like us, gets us to the top of the algorithm, subscribe, uh, gets more popular, just do what you can to help us grow and we'll do what we can to help you guys win some money. Last night, like we said, Jake Harry, the normal host of the show, had a pretty good night. Uh, nearly won the $10, five-figure night for him. We had another user, Robbie, uh, have another good night after shipping the 5K the night before. He's on a little heater of his own. Uh, I didn't do so well personally. I actually had a lot of Sveshnikov, or not Sveshnikov, rider uh, Natchez, and trochek. I just didn't have them uh, with Florida One, which was kind of what you needed last night. How'd you do? Um, I know that you said you had Natchez, Niederreiter, Rider. Uh, do you uh do anything special?
0: No, I had them with uh Edmonton one and Bo Horvat, so it just kind of went flat. I mean, I I used Demko who was under ten percent, and he had a good game, but Broswa with the shutout uh, just kind of. I mean, what Connor McDavid had two shots on goal the whole game. It was a hard checking game, so they're back tonight. I'm sure people will still go back to them, but kind of disappointing after that net just rider start and you know how dare Jacob Slavin get the empty net goal you got to give Nino the empty net hat there like come on
2: yeah and the thing with Slavin too is he's had uh, a fairly bad season you know to this point I think it was his first goal in the year he hasn't had a lot of points so you know maybe this is started the turnaround for Slavin uh, Carolina's on the slate tonight again uh, they had a rescheduled game we'll get to them later uh, speaking of those games, we should probably jump right into it because we've got an eight-game slate here tonight, and there's a lot there's a lot to talk about because there may be some lineup changes. Um, there's a couple really what I think are going to be undervalued spots, so let's jump right into it. We'll get to our first game here. New York Islanders' 2.6 implied goal total are going into Pittsburgh with a 2.9 implied goal total. Uh, these two teams met a couple nights ago. Uh, one of our users stacked Pittsburgh too, and that came through for them in a big way. Uh, so we suspect that Casper Kapanen will still be on the top line for Pittsburgh with Brian Rust, uh, moving down to the second line to play with Evgeny Malkin, uh, and Jason Zucker. So, uh, we've seen these teams match up a few times before already this year. Like I said, just a couple days ago, uh, Pittsburgh has been garnering a lot of ownership, um, over the last few weeks. Uh, it looks like it's going to come down a bit today, but we still have them in the teens. What do you like out of this game? Pittsburgh Islanders? Just give us your thoughts.
0: Yeah, so normally not a Pittsburgh guy, um, but when I do play Pittsburgh, I tend to gravitate towards Malkin, who's been very bad this season. But with Russ there and Zucker, his numbers uh, historically are pretty are better than they have been this season. I mean that this line as a whole has a 70 minute sample size, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's 70 minutes. You want to? I don't know. How much you like to use before you can start integrating that into your stuff. But, like, for me, it's like 100, 125 minutes. But in 75 minutes, they have a 61% Corsi 4, 2.69 uh, expected goals for 13 high dangerous uh, scoring chances, 4 per 60. So, and they're going to avoid the bars line. They're going to get the uh, Brock Nelson line, which is very high event. Um, so, if I'm going to, you know, do that, I'm going to you know, go Pittsburgh two. I do like this Islander second line. Uh, I'm not going to fault you going to Pittsburgh one uh, using Crosby with Ka- uh, Kapanen and um, whoever it is. It Gensel? Gensel, yeah. Pretzel Gensel. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to use Pit one, I won't fault you for it. Uh, I'm going to be uh, underweight on Isles one. I don't like going up against Crosby. It's just the rule that I have. So, for me – uh, most exposure to this game would be pick two then Islanders two. I'll have a little bit of Islanders three if I need to get them in for expensive for relief from expensive stacks.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you uh, kind of mentioned Islanders three there. That's, you know, that's one of the mini stacks that I've talked about quite a bit on this show going back a couple of weeks, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Um, he started the, the season kind of fairly cold. Like he was basically putting up one shot per game, uh, he has 17 shots in his last five games, five goals in that span. Now he's not going to keep scoring a goal per game, obviously, but he, the last five games, I think are, are a bit more representative than his first 10 games, let's say. So, um, I do like, you know, uh, like a little two man, like Pajo and Wallstrom, you know, they both play the same power play together. Uh, you can throw Nick Letty on for additional power play exposure. I do like that. That's kind of all that I'm getting, uh, for myself out of this game personally. Um, that pit one ownership is really scaring me. Like when, when it's an eight game slate and we're talking about this non super elite lines, like non Matthews, non McDavid's and stuff. Like when we talk about those lines getting into the mid teens, that's where I usually just start fading. Um, so I'm probably going to stay away from pit one. Uh, I, I do have some one-off Malkin cause you're right. Like his numbers historically with rust are considerably better um, you know, we're talking increase in scoring of like 15% increase of expected goals here by quite a bit. Um, so I do like Malkin's one off price in case Brian rust is, you know, that key to rejuvenation. So I'm kind of with you, um, Pittsburgh too. It's just, I'm not going to full stack. So that's where I'm sitting right now. Uh, probably Malkin one off, uh, some Islanders three in this game, Chris LaTang, uh, <laughs> He's had a tough season so far this year. He's definitely not looked like the guy um, of prior seasons. I looked at his uh, offensive and defensive impacts, and they're just starting to fall off. Um, His shots per game, like this is a guy that was typically, you know, around three shots per game. He's down to two this year. What are you doing with Chris Letang? Like, do you think he's a must in your Pittsburgh stacks, or is he a guy that you think we can kind of just leave off and avoid that ownership?
0: I mean – I don't like the ownership on him Um, really though with the, the Pittsburgh power play, if you want to leave him off, it's fine. It's not something I'm going to do. If I'm going to be stacking any type of power play, I'm going to put him in just, just, you know, like I'd rather. So like, say I'm doing 10 Pittsburgh power play stacks, 150 lineups. I probably have at least six of them with him just because like, on the off chance that he does have like one of his crystal tank games from a few years ago, you don't want to be underweight on your Pittsburgh power plays. If he gets involved on like they score three power play goals and he's involved in all three of them, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So as much as I want to fade him while using Pittsburgh, uh, I think I need to put him in there just, just to be sure. And uh, I certainly wouldn't one off him. He's not someone I look to one off.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. Definitely not one offing him. Uh, The Pittsburgh power play. I'm glad you brought that up since kessel got traded uh, the summer of 2019 since the trade K- pittsburgh's power play is 21st by goals for per 60 minutes in the league that's actually worse than the los angeles kings and this year they're 27th so it's gotten worse from last year that's why i think that's another reason why like i'm kind of shying away from the penguins like the islanders don't take any penalties at all um, they're third fewest time shorthanded per game this year and the P- penguins have a terrible power play like i think like for me, when I see a team with a terrible power play going up against a team that doesn't take a lot of penalties and um, where we have a lot of ownership on them, like for me, that just says to leave Crosby alone. So that's, those are just kind of my thoughts. Any defensemen um, out of this game that you like particularly? I, I'm just correlating mostly. So, you know, I'm putting in Letty in my Islanders threes and stuff like that. Is is there anybody that stands out to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you, you know, going Islanders one, or you can use one of the pool lock or Dobson. I prefer Dobson just for the savings. Um, I'm not really interested in the Islanders defenseman tonight. Um, if you need a cheap one-off on the Pittsburgh side, I think Matheson's fine. Uh, the power play two time. He's creeping back up. He's up to 3000 now. He was 2600 the other night. I think until he gets in like the the high threes, you can still use him as a one-off. Uh, John Marino if you absolutely need some savings he's still on the power play he's 2600 but for me I prefer Matheson and I'd like to see per, uh, Pierre Olivier Joseph's minutes to go up a little bit uh, at his price but he's okay even though he doesn't see power play time
2: yeah I'm with you on Matheson we Jake and I talked about him uh, I think one of our last shows together and he's a guy that can just create offense on his own Um, you know, transition the puck on his own. So I like, I like defensemen like that. So yeah, I like Matheson there as a one-off. I do like Varlamov's price in net too. 7,300 against what should be a a chalky Pittsburgh team. Give me some Varlamov. All right, uh, let's move it on to our next game. (laughs) This one is a little bit tougher to break down. We have uh, the Nashville Predators with a 2.6 implied goal total going into Columbus with a three implied goal total. Again, a matchup that we saw a couple nights ago. Now, I say uh, we could have some trouble here because we don't really know what the Nashville lines are going to be like. Ryan Johansson skated this morning for them uh, in practice, but he's not expected to play tonight. They're saying he's not going to be back to next week. Uh, But the top line for Nashville was broken up in their last game. They moved um, Rocco Grimaldi into Forsberg's spot, and they put Forsberg with Halla and Arvidsson, and then they moved Forsberg around the lineup. Like, the last 10 minutes... Of that Nashville game was a mess and we haven't had lines since we don't really know what the Nashville lines are going to be. Um, we assume the Columbus lines are going to stick together. Um, you know, their usual top line of Rosalbaic Atkinson and line a now, Jenner Felino, and Tessier, they may be listed as the third line in some spots, um, but they played 18 to 19 minutes last game. So that, that Foligno line, uh, Felino, Jenner, Tessier is effectively their second line. So, you know, Gorkshan, Grigorenko, Domi, those guys, they're going to be playing 13, 14 minutes. So it, there's a lot here because we don't really know what Nashville's lineup's going to be. Um, they didn't really look that great on Thursday night. Columbus hasn't been that great defensively this year. Uh, David Savard and Zach Wierenski are going to be out for Columbus. That's a big hit to their – to you know, what is the strength of this team, and that's their blue line. So what do you like here, Josh?
0: Yeah, so I was on with Jake – uh, on Thursday, yeah, when, the, when these game, when these teams played. And I was telling them, I was like, I want to like Nashville tonight. And it's, I'm in the same boat. Like, I want to like Nashville. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, surprisingly, aren't very good defensively. Bottom five team and actual goals against per 60. Mid-pack and expected goals against per 60. I uh, got that got to cite my source i got that from you from your powerplay article on that thursday <laughs> you know,
1: um. seeing is believing and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the samsung neo qled and oled tvs powered by the neural quantum processor because this is an audio ad unless you can see it which means you already have one nice samsung more wow than ever
0: I want to like them. It's just, it's just an unknown because John Hines don't know what his lines are going to be. If Forsberg is with Arvidsson, yeah, I think I want to use that line, even if it is Hala. Like he's twenty eight hundred, you can get away with it. Like if if you have room to go up to Duchesne and like go Forsberg Duchesne, Arvidsson, as long as they're over two even strength lines, not three even strength lines, then it's just a mess. But like if they're on two different lines. I think you can go that, go that route for the PowerPoint correlation. Um, again, unless I know the lines, the only thing I can really recommend from this game is Yossi and Ellis, you know, they're going to get their minutes. They're going to get, uh, the PowerPoint one time. And then the, on the blue jacket side, it's kind of like the same boat, like torts is kind of a mess. He does the kind of, you know, he'll, he'll mix up some stuff. He's been pretty consistent playing line, a Rosalvik and action together. Um, that line's a little bit overpriced for me. And the other thing like towards like has been pretty consistent about the past few years is really liking Boone Jenner. He always plays Boone Jenner consistently. And like you said, they've been getting 17, eight minutes a night and that line is fully correlated on power play two, And, um, they're cheap enough where they let you, you know, stack the Tampa ones, the Toronto's, the Edmonton's. So yeah, if you need a, a cheap go-to line that's fully correlated on PowerPoint 2, I don't mind the, uh, the Jenner line, but yeah, unless I know the Nashville lines, it's kind of tough because I want to like them, but you just don't know.
2: Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like if we knew it was Hall of Forsberg, then I would probably have that in my lineup, but you know, I, 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 I hope the Luke Cunningham experiment comes to, comes to an end because, you know, I, everybody, anybody that watches this show knows that I've been railing against it. And if you look at the Wowie numbers, him and Forsberg are actually worse together than they are apart. And that's very rare where two players make each other worse but are better away from each other. Like it's, it's just crazy. Like I said about the chemistry, it's just a bad chemistry line. So, you, you know, if we get, even if we get like Duchesne, Granlin, Forsberg, then I would switch out lineups to, to stuff that in. Um, you know, if they do end up stacking a line, I will make some changes, um, at warmups to make sure I get uh, some of a Nashville top line. But if, if it's like Forsberg cunning Grimaldi, I'm not stacking that line. So I think that's just kind of where I am on this game. I'm not stacking anybody out of Columbus. I have some one off Bjorkstrand cause he's still a good goal scorer and he'll have no ownership. Um, I have some Gavrikov from Columbus. Uh, he's a good punt defenseman. He's like 3,000 or 3,100. You'll see 23, 24 minutes here tonight. I do like Merzlikens in net. Uh, Merzlikens, sorry, for uh, Columbus. I think he's a better goalie than Um, At least he's had better numbers for his career. So, um, Or better underlying numbers. So I do like uh, Merzlikens. But that's pretty much it from here. It's like if Nashville has a stack top line, I'll make some late swaps to them at Ross, uh, you know, at warm Um, Other than that, like you said, one-off Yossi, one-off Ellis. I like Gavrikov because he's cheap and he's going to get some, some ice time. Uh, Merslekins, one-off Bjorkstrand. That's about it for me out of this game. Um, you know, maybe Domi, uh, I guess if you want a one-off Domi, because he's going to be on the top power play, but like, I'm not expecting a lot of power plays out of this game. Columbus is taking the fewest power plays of any, or is allowing the fewest time shorthanded of any team this year. And it's two per game uh, in Nashville. They're in the top 10, but those two teams have one power play combined in their last game. So I'm not expecting a lot here. So yeah. Um, like I said, stack top line for Nashville. If it's stacked at warmups, if not, I think you can probably just let it go. I do like that call on that general line. They are fully correlated and can't fit in with your Edmonton stack. Um, And they won't have a lot of ownership. So I do like that there. Are you on either of these goalies here? Um,
0: Yeah, I like uh, Merzlikens if you're uh, correlating. The one thing I will say about Nashville is it is Saturday night, and this is an early lock game. Um, Nashville has a 2.6 implied total, so their ownership is going to be down as it is, there's UFC tonight with big GPPs. So if you're around and they load up that top line, they're going to be very low owned. I think that's a game like where you can take advantage and get some really good leverage. If John Hines, you know, actually gets like has an epiphany and actually puts his good players together.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Come on, John Hines. We're all (laughs) all counting on you, man. One time. Come through through for us. All right. (laughs) Uh, if you want to stay up to date on the latest NHL DFS news, you can do so at our Twitter handle handle Osmo NHL. Uh, it's where you'll find posts for our articles, you'll find posts for our videos, you'll find posts for uh, late breaking news. Uh, just make sure you follow Osmo NHL on Twitter, and we're also we also have a giveaway going on our main Twitter handle Osmo underscore com. Uh, we're almost at thirty thousand followers. I checked earlier today. We we're at like. 29.7 so we're getting there um, we want 30,000 followers on Twitter so just head on to Twitter follow Osmo underscore com and we will be giving away 30 free weekly passes to our followers so if you want a chance at a, at a free weekly pass from Osmo head on to Twitter follow my, follow us at Osmo underscore com and because we just can't stop giving away free stuff and I'm glad that you brought up MMA uh, we have some free content going on today over at Osmo.com so uh, we have MMA fighter rankings for uh, the card tonight. We have our NHL player and top stack rankings, and we have our NBA player projections. So NBA, NHL, MMA, if you want a little bit of help tonight, uh, we have some free content for you, so head on over to Osmo.com. All right, let's keep this slate rolling. Uh, We got a game coming up that I think is very, very interesting, especially with the implied goal totals. Uh, We have San Jose with an implied goal total of 2.4 going into St. Louis with an implied goal total of 3.2. Uh, now I think uh, those have moved a little bit um, through the day. Uh, nope, they stay right where they are. So that's exactly where we're going to sit. Um, this is an interesting game for me. Uh, St. Louis has a lot of injuries. Ivan Barbashev is out. Uh, Jaden Schwartz is out. Colton Pareko is out. Robert Thomas is out. Tyler Bozak is out. And, of course, Vladimir Tarasenko is still out. So that's like, what, five guys out of their top nine plus their best defenseman? That's a lot of injuries for St. Louis and San Jose. doesn't look like they're going to be carrying much ownership. Uh, Jordan Cairo looks like he's the guy that's going to be joining the St. Louis top line with David David Perron. I was going to say David O'Reilly. David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so there are some lines to like here, despite there, you know, being a five and a half total in St. San Jose, at a 2.4 implied goal total. So Josh, why don't you lead us through this game?
0: Yeah. So, um, these teams played on Thursday as well. And I was on St. Louis too. When Kyrie was there, he ended up having a 0.0, but that's because Barbashev got hurt. He was all over. He was all over the place after Barbashev got hurt. Um, Braden Shen got there late Hoffman scored early, but, um, yeah, so Kyrie moving up to the top line is a bit interesting for the Blues. Um, you know, O'Reilly and Perron have a massive sample together. Uh, Jake and I, you know, seems like we always have the Blues when we're on together. But, like, we don't – we're kind of both on the same page. Like, we don't like going against O'Reilly Perron just because they slow the pace down, like, dramatically. Like, it's just, it's just slow. So it kind of takes me off the couture Kane LeBanc line five on five. Like if you want a power play stack, the sharks, tonight, I think that's, that's a, a route you can go uh, just five on five. It does give me a little bit of trepidation just because blues are at home. They're going to hard match O'Reilly against Couture. And then the second line, uh, Shannon Hoffman have been pretty good uh, based on the eye test, you know, the past few games, but moving Sanford uh, to that second line, um, that's going to make it pretty weak defensively. And, um, I'm a I'm a big hurdle guy, and he's only 4,400. And granted, he has not had a very good season. But Hurdle and Meyer have ridiculous numbers together. Uh, they're almost as good as like back in the day when I was throwing in Hurdle Kane uh, Donskoy Shark San Jose three because no one ever played him because they got like 12 minutes a night. But like, yeah, I think San Jose two is my favorite line of the night. Um, the other thing I noticed in this game, we we noticed when we're talking before the show uh Devin Dubnik is $6,600 tonight Mm -hmm. right so like the Sharks are terrible defensively there's they're still missing Carlson right yeah yeah so like he's their best defensive defenseman and he hasn't been great but like 6,600 for any goalie uh, I think you have to consider them in GPPs, especially if you're using sharks. It allows you to do a whole bunch of stuff. Like Bennington is $1,900 more expensive. He's 8,500 to nine. I don't want nothing to do with 8,500 Bennington. Uh, but for 6,600, even if he gives up three goals, say like he gives up three goals on 27 shots and wins the game, like he's going to exceed value at his price. So getting back to what I want to do, I think San Jose two is my favorite spot. Um I will have some St. Louis one just because of the power play correlation there and Kyrie up there maybe makes them uh, play a little little bit more with haste Um, San Jose one I'll have with uh, some power play stacks and then yet uh, I want some burns he's 6600 so that's reasonable he's not like 7900 like he normally is so that's about where I'm at in this game.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that matchup for San Jose too, because that's one of the more tantalizing matchups on the slate for me, I think. Because, you know, without Pareko, um, you know, San Jose 2 is going to get into that depth uh, blue line for St. Louis. And they're also, you know, Hoffman's not great defensively. Braden Shen's good, not great. Like, I think it's a matchup that can be had for San Jose. Uh, so I'm glad you said that. The San Jose power play stack is what interests me the most out of this game. And the reason for that is that you're right. It's, it's a bad matchup for Couture and Kane going up against uh, O'Reilly and Perron. St. Louis is taking the third most penalties of any team in the league this year. Not that, you know, San Jose has like a Boston-esque power play. Um, but if you give, you know, Hurdle and Kane and Meyer or Hurdle and Kane and Couture and Burns and those guys four or five opportunities, Uh, They may burn you, especially where uh, St. Louis is missing a handful of their penalty killers because they have so many injuries. So I'm with you on St. Louis one. Um, I do think um, it is. I think it's kind of a tough matchup for them because San Jose's top line has actually been really good this year. It's just their defensemen have been kind of a (laughs) kind of a mess. Uh, So I'm with you on a bit of St. Louis one. But for me, it, it's San Jose out of this game that I have a lot more interest in, particularly the power play, like I said, because St. Louis is taking so many penalties. And like we have them coming up with fairly decent ownership, like LeBanc at around 11%, Couture around 11%, Kane a little bit higher at 13. I think they come in a little bit lower than that, especially with the implied goal total at where it is at 2.4. So I think you're going to see these guys probably closer to single digits than you will the teens. But even if they're 9, 10%, that's not a big problem for me. So uh, yeah, that's where I am on this game. You're right, 6,600 Dubnik. I'm I like, I'm not chasing him um, because I think it might be a low shot volume uh, kind of night, but I am putting him in uh, my San Jose stacks uh, for correlation. And, yeah, Burns, fine, 6,600. Mario Ferraro played 27 minutes last game, and he's still in the $4,000 range, so Ferraro's uh, fine for me. Uh, same... Same thing, uh, like I said, St. Louis side, top line. Uh, you can power play stack because San Jose takes a fair amount of penalties as well. So I like kind of like the the power play uh, guys out of this game on both sides. And our boy, Vinny Dunn, 20 minutes in a row for five straight games. Are we playing Vince Dunn tonight?
0: Uh, Yeah, but now that... We said he's been on the ice 20 minutes, 5 short games. He's getting 12 minutes tonight.
2: <laughs> oh, Like, with Pareko out, like, I would just absolutely blow a gasket if that happened. I'd probably okay. stop watching hockey altogether. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm with you on Bennington as well. $8,500 Bennington. Uh, no appeal to me. Like I said, Nick in some correlated stacks. That's about it for me out of this game. What about you?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm on the same page.
2: Okay. All right. Next one. This one. I think it's going to have a lot of appeal for us. (laughs) One of our favorite players is playing. We have the Los Angeles Kings uh, with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Arizona. Um, They're carrying a 3.1 implied goal total. Both implied goal totals have actually come down a bit through the day. So maybe there won't be as much ownership here uh, that we might think. Uh, Josh, I'm just going to let you explain why we like a specific line here tonight. Or maybe even two different lines.
0: Yeah, there's a one on each team that I like. Um, I'll start with Arizona one. I used them on Thursday, expecting Schmaltz, Garland, Keller to go against the LA King depth of you know the Velarde line or the Lazot line, which is, I mean, they're they're up there with like some of the worst defensive lines in the NHL this year, and uh, Tippett decided you know what? We're at home. So let's put Schmaltz against Kopitar. Like why? (laughs) Why? Like just killing me. And then the Kings, you know,
1: seeing is believing and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor, because this is an audio ad unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung more wow than ever.
3: No purchase necessary. Boy, we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Took a two nothing lead. And then oh, you know, the coach is like, maybe this is a bad idea. So they put you know, the Schmaltz line against the depth and they scored. Um, so I'm hoping they're going to stay that route and go against depth. Uh, the Arizona top line, they're around the same price they were Thursday. So they're still kind of in no man's land. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of ownership on them. Um, and if that stays the case, I may go back to them. And then if Schmaltz stays away from Kopitar, that means, uh, probably the Dvorak line is going to go up against the Kopitar line, which is just like, they're not great defensively at all either. They have a 2.88 expected goals against, um, in a 50 minute sample size, you know, maybe they can get better, but it's Lawson, in Kraus and Tyler Pitlick. So I'm not holding my breath. So if that's the case, I do like going back to the LA one here tonight. Um, it just, it feels bad clicking an Aya follow and Dustin Brown, but like, I think they're fully correlated ready power play one. Um, they've been playing really well together. So I think he can go back there as well. And then if you want to put in Kempe too, like I, I'm a Kempe guy. Like I wish Kempe was up there instead of Aya or Brown but beggars can't be choosers with the Kings. So I don't mind putting him in there for like a four man instead of dowdy and get, and get a little creative elsewhere just for the little bit of saving. So I'm a chicken guy as well. So if you're using that Arizona top line, I think you can uh, correlate with chicken. He had a 0.00 point effort last game, and now he's more expensive. So I would imagine his ownership goes down. And then if you want to add in uh, you know, Dvorak, you can, but the Kings' penalty kill is pretty decent, uh, so I'd probably just go Arizona 1, LA 1. I do like the second line a little bit. They're going to see depth of the, the Yotes too, so if you want to fill her a filler
2: line there, I think you can go there. Is Oliver Ekman Larson perhaps the most overpriced player you've ever seen? I was just I was looking at it. He's 6,100 today. That's awful. Okay.
0: Cool. There's no reason to play
2: him and he's averaging under two shots per game and under one block per game. Like he's honestly producing like a $3,500 defenseman or a 4k defenseman. Uh, I, I would say Oliver Ekman Larson is definitely a guy you can leave out of your lineups. Uh, like the mat, the matchups that the coaches dictate is why we like, Arizona so much here like if, if if we knew Arizona was going to go up against the Kopitar line we probably wouldn't play the king or we probably wouldn't play the Yotes but it's the fact that they're going up against the king's depth and just to crystallize just how bad the king's depth is they're averaging they're averaging 2.7 expected goals against when the Kopitar lines off the ice and 1.8 with them on the ice which means they're actually 50 percent worse defensively when that lines off the ice as a team it's just the chasm is just massive so and you're right about them being in no man's land. Cause like, you can't fit in with Matthews. You can't fit in with McDavid. You can't fit in with the, you know, with some of the Carolina stacks, you can't fit in with Tampa. So like, you know, there might, may not be a lot of ownership on Arizona one. So I do like them a lot here tonight. I don't think it's necessary to put chicken on. I do have him in some lineups, but you know, the Kings don't take a ton of penalties. So like um, you don't have to drive that power play correlation. Like you don't need to throw in Christian Dvorak or whatever to get different either. So um, that's kind of where I am. And then same thing on the LA side, the LA side is going to see uh, the depth for, for Arizona and the depth for Arizona is very good. Like you said, um, both top lines had great nights on Thursday. I sus- or at least uh, driving the, driving the play, they had great nights. So I suspect it'll be kind of the same thing here tonight. Uh, Jonathan quick. I assume he's going to get the start again. Uh, he's at $7,000 Cal Peterson, 6,800. Um, if, gone to your head would you rather play 8300 Kemper or 6800 Peterson oh 6800 I'd
0: play a 6800 empty net over <laughs> like like an 8300 goalie in GPPs like if it was the old scoring yeah maybe I'd I'd have Kemper but with these these arbitrary bonuses with these save bonuses like you you just want to get these rogue goalies who get the volume like or it could be any goalie that gets the volume and the Kings aren't a huge volume team. So it worries me, like these goalies, like 8,000, 8,500. If they don't get a shutout, they're probably not going to be in the, the optimal lineup. So um, if I'm not, if I have a lineup that doesn't have Yotes, uh, I will definitely consider Cal Peterson.
2: You heard it there from the man himself. All right. Uh, let's get to the next one. What I think might be one of the prime games of the entire slate uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs 3.2 implied goal total heading into Montreal. Uh, the Canadians have a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, the Canadians have been off for eight days or nine days now. They've had uh, a little break while the other six Canadian teams just kind of play each other. Uh, Toronto is, uh, has had a busy week. It feels like they've been playing Ottawa for like two weeks now. Uh, so it might be a little bit of a change for them as well. Um, a few lineup notes. Uh, look, Jason Spezza took some power play one time with Toronto in their last game. Uh, Thomas Tatar is sticking down on the third line uh, for Montreal on the Kakaniami line, while Tyler Toffoli stays on the top line with Phil Deneau, uh and Brendan Gallagher. All right, uh, there is a lot to like in this game. What do you like specifically?
0: Okay, first of all, on. On Thursday, I said that Justin Falk and Marty Jones are in the top three for my most frustrating DFS players. The third one is in this game, and it's Joe Thornton. (laughs) (laughs) This guy, when you fade him, because you should fade him, because he's 138 years old, and he can't – he was on a back-to-back at 3,800 at 200 years old, and he he had a multi-point game. He scored a goal. It was just ridiculous. He tilts me to no end because whenever you leave him off, he does big things. He doesn't shoot the puck enough. Now he's 4,400. I'm going to tell you to fade him again. But okay. I'm going to take a breath. (sighs) Okay. Now, Tyler Toffoli is on the top line instead of Tatar. Like, I'm always always saying, like, I love Montreal 1 because of their five-on-five play. They don't get a ton of minutes on the power play. Now they're way more expensive because Tyler Toffoli is 7,400 and Tatar is 4,000 7,400 Tyler to I never thought I'd live the day because coaches love to just leave them in the bottom six. Now they have a very small sample size. There's two games and it's quite possibly they played, they were matched up against Toronto one, Edmonton one, but they haven't played since like 2016. So I don't remember, <laughs> but they have been very high event uh, both ways in that game. So Um. I, I'm not sure I want to play a line five on five going against the Matthews line, especially with $7,400 Tyler Toffoli. So on the Canadian side, I think, and I won't be alone here, Montreal two is the line I want to uh, stack. I wish Anderson was on the top power play. I'll be saying that all season until he is or isn't, but Montreal two is the spot for me, uh, Montreal. And then I would imagine like, people are just going to jam in Matthews because of what it is. He was 9,000 the other night. He was like 45%. He's going to score. Like, you know, he's going to score. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of, is Joe Thornton going to do anything with him? Is 8,100 Mitchell Marner going to do stuff? Like, there's like a ton of people are going to want off Matthews. It's just how it's, it's just how it goes. So like, as, as much as it pains me, like, I think if you're going to play Matthews, you at least have to play Marner with him in GPPs. If you want to put in Thornton for the, like the, the FOMO of like him getting a multi-point game, that's fine. He's on power play one and their numbers are ridiculous. Like their numbers are crazy. and jo- I don't get it. Cause he's a dinosaur, but like, I think the way to get unique by playing Matthews is full stacking that line. Um, it's going to be lower owned uh, comparative to just one offing Matthews. So for me, Montreal 2 um, is the play for Montreal. Obviously, uh, Toronto 1 is Toronto 1. I think full stacking is the way to get a bit contrarian there. If you want to go back to uh, Toronto 2 for the power play 2 or 1B correlation, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but like I don't really like going up against the Suzuki line. They've been running people over the season, so I think it's really just uh, Montreal 2 or Toronto 1 for me.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm good with I'm good with Montreal too. Their numbers this this year are just absolutely insane. Uh, 1.5 expected goals against per 60, 67 percent expected goal share. Like they're just dominating the opponent. So yeah, uh, don't mind the Montreal two. The Montreal three is where my focus is in this game. Believe it or not, uh, Kakanyemi, Tatar, uh, Joel Armia. It's just because they're super cheap and I can fit them in with my Tampa in my Edmonton stacks. You know, it, like I, we say often, you know, the the players we pick are just a function of the other players that we pick. It's not that I don't like Montreal 2 or that I don't like Toronto, Toronto 1. It's just the, the the way that my lineups are are being built tonight. So, you know, Cockney Emmy, and to, to uh, like Cockney, Emmy and Armia this year. Like just Cockney, Emmy, Montreal three has like their uh, expected goal share over 60% this year. Even in their games against Toronto, we're around 55% because like Montreal's third and fourth lines typically play the third and fourth lines from the opposing team. And I think, especially if Alice Kerfoot stays in the top six for Toronto, I think you can get, uh, I think they can, the depth can be had here. So I like like a Cockney, Emmy, Tatar two man, Cockney, Emmy, Armia two man. Cockney Emmy, Tatara, especially because I think they're both on the second power play unit together. And Montreal, you know, does tend to split their power plays a little bit. So I like that. Uh, Freddie Anderson, I don't mind in net. He's under 8K. He should see some volume, even though Toronto's a better defensive team like Montreal um, does fire the puck. So I don't mind Freddie Anderson. Uh, On the blue line, uh, I do have some Weber, you know, those Cockney Tatar stacks. I don't have much Toronto, so I don't have much for the Leafs. Do you like any of the defensemen out of this game?
0: Not really. I mean, like Morgan Riley, 6,500 is a no thanks. Jeff Petrie, 6,700 is no thanks. I'd rather play Brett Burns in the middle for 6,600. If you're, you know, going Montreal three, I think you can use Alexander Romanoff, 3,700. I think there was ice time concerns with him before the break, but uh, if they've gotten eight, nine games or eight, nine days off. I think he can go back there. He's cheap enough now. He's under 4,000. It's not like he was, he was up around 5,000 before their, their mini break there. And if you're not using Montreal, I don't mind, you know, Freddie and GPPs. Um, I don't mind Carrie price either. in GPPs, I think both, both these goals are similarly priced. Um, they're the mid range price. I think you can attack there for, for goalies, especially if you're correlating.
2: Yeah. And Just one final note: uh, Montreal still take like they're still one of the most penalized teams in the NHL, giving up four power plays per game. So another, like I said, if you want to get different, Jason Spezza power play one. If you another way to get different with Matthews, throw on some Jason Spezza baby.
0: If it's a Spezza night, look out, Alex Baker. That's his boy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck, Osimo. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, another early game that we got to take care of here, Tampa Bay. This is the makeup game. Uh, one of them. Anyways, Tampa Bay with a 3.3 3 implied goal total going into Carolina with a 2.8 implied goal total. Alex Nedelkovic starts for Carolina. Uh, probably going to be Vasilevsky looks like for uh, Tampa Bay. Still no Anthony Sorelli for Tampa Bay. So we're assuming they're going to go back to the lineups that they've had, which is Tyler Johnson, Alex Cullorn, um on the second line. So, uh, I think there are there are two specific lines I love out of this game. What do you like out of this game?
0: Yeah, I think Tampa Bay – I'm going to start with Tampa. I think Tampa Bay one's going to go over look tonight just because they're probably going to be going up against the Ajo line and most people don't like going up against Ajo, but he's not – Aho's not with uh, Sveshnikov. Like, if, Svet, if Sveshnikov was up on the top line, that's – that would be, like – because they're so good five on five, it's like, yeah, I don't really want to play point against them, but, like – point plot stamp coast fully correlated power play one going up against um whoever i don't know how to pronounce that goal name you guys can roast me get pay 395 for the weekly coming to chat roast me for that one marketing 101 <laughs> but um yeah getting back I, I definitely like tampa bay one tonight i did not see their ownership projection uh before i came on but I would imagine they're gonna go overlook tonight. And this is a spot that I wanna exploit. Uh I wanna be over the field on Tampa Bay one. And then on the Carolina side, uh if the stall line is gonna go up against the Tyler Johnson line, that's probably where I wanna be. Um especially if like Trochecks gonna go up against the the Gord Coleman uh Goodrill line, that's not somewhere I wanna be. Um so, as much as I hate playing Jordan Stahl, like Stahl's with Svechnikov, they get the power point one correlation. And, uh, you know, Fogel's there with him. He's 3,700 power point two. If you want to leave him off, that's fine. You know, go like Stahl, Svechnikov, Dougie. I think you could do that. But this game's all about Tampa one for me. If you can fit them in with 7,000 Victor Hedman, I think you can do it. There's, we've mentioned a bunch of, you know, cheap filler lines. I think that we like that you can go there with. So yeah, Tampa one for me. Uh, a little bit of uh, Carolina, too. Uh, as much as I want to use Natchez Niederreiter again tonight, uh, it's, uh, it's a matchup that I don't like. So another cheap filler line, Tampa 3. I think you can go there as well. Um, don't really want a Tampa onslaught against the Hurricanes. They have been, you know, decent defensively, uh, despite uh, a goalie who has very limited time in the NHL. But, yeah, Tampa 1 for me.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on both ends in this game, uh, or on both sides in this game, actually. Tampa 1 is one of my favorite stacks of the night. Uh, if you look at our top stacks tool, we have them as the number two stack to go off, um, but not even a top 10 stack by ownership. So um, they're one of our better leverage spots on the night. I love that Tampa top line. Carolina, they don't take a ton of penalties, but they're just inside the top 10. They're above average by taking penalties, so they could give up four power plays here. Uh, to Tampa here tonight, you know, back to it's a, it's a back to back. So uh, Tampa's had some rest. So maybe they can get something done here. And like you said, the matchup for that Jordan stall line, I don't like paying. What is it? 5,700 for Jordan stall shooting. Disgusting. Shooting 30% (laughs) or something like that, but it's such a good matchup going into that Tampa second line that I think it's, it's worth kind of choking it down, especially where if you stack them with Fogle, like you can drop the average cost of that line quite a bit. So uh, with you on both ends there, uh, Tampa 1 and Carolina 2. Uh, I do have some Vasilevsky as well. Um, he should I, – I think he's going to see a fair amount of volume here tonight, certainly he's under 8K. So don't mind Vasilevsky uh, in net either. Uh, all right. Uh, Before we get to our final couple games here, if you're not able to watch uh, our awesome awesome Osmo shows here on YouTube, almost all of our Osmo shows uh, are available on the Osmo podcast network. We've got a podcast available for almost every sport and we're on, we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out our latest podcast. Please leave us a five-star review for a chance to win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. Uh, And if you want to just get access to all our tools at Osmo, uh, you can buy our Osmo Plus package at Osmo.com for $29.95, which is our weekly pass. Uh, This includes full access to our premium content and tools on Osmo.com, which there includes uh, player projections, ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, which is very popular with our users, uh, especially for NHL and NBA information and a whole lot more. Uh, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS and you can sign up for our Awesome O Plus NHL weekly package, it is only $11.95. You can stop guessing and start winning. Join Osmo awesome Plus today. All right. Now that we have that out of the way, we've got a couple more games to get to. One that I don't think uh, we're going to be super interested in and one that I do think we're going to be very interested in. Let's get to that first one. Minnesota. 2.9 implied goal total. The Wild are going into Anaheim to face the Ducks. The Ducks have a 2.5 uh, implied goal total. Now, as always, we don't know who's going to be starting for Anaheim. We assume it's going to be John Gibson. Capo Kakinen uh, is confirmed to start for Minnesota. All right, Josh, lay it on me. What do you like?
0: I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if you are having trouble sleeping, you can put on this game, maybe, and go to sleep. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how they're going to match up. So I, I pulled up uh, our boy AD's line matching. And if you want to get that, it's the perfect complement to an Osmo, uh premium subscription. Like, it, it's just awesome. You can get, you can slip into my DMs. You can slip in Cliffy's DMs. You can follow AD at gnarlyraddude to get it. It's great. Um, I'm trying to figure out the line matching on here. And uh, the thing with like the Ducks is like you just don't know who's going to play. Like you know, Getzlaf and Terry are probably going to be together. You know, Steele and uh, Jakob Silverberg are probably going to be together. But like, is Heinen going to play? Henrik got waved today. We don't know if he's going to play. Is Mac Jones going to be in the lineup? Like their ice time like isn't great. So on the Duck side, like if I had to go somewhere, I probably just have like one off Silverbergs um, in spots where I need about a four thousand dollar winger. Um, I see Niehaus is uh, pumping up his boy, Ricard Raquel, but, like, until he's, like, up there with, like... Like, if it was, like, Raquel, Steele, S- uh, Silverberg, like, that's the line I could get uh, behind, but, like, Raquel's just, like, buried in the bottom six, and which is bad because this Ducks team is just awful. So, like, the Ducks, like, for me, like... I had to go somewhere like, oh, you have to play two ducks in your lineup tonight, or like you're gonna die. Like, <laughs> I'd probably just like two man like Silverberg and Shattenkirk, like Silverberg and, and, uh, you know, I don't even know if Lindholm's in the lineup tonight. So it's probably, it'd probably just be like, uh, Silverberg and, and Shattenkirk. Um, if you want to have some Fowler, you know, power play two, that's fine. But like, I don't know. This team's pretty bad. And like on the Minnesota side, like, I don't. I don't know if I really want anybody like these. These even strength lines are just a mess. Um, Fiala with Erickson Ek and Greenway. Like, I don't know why they're just not going back to Erickson Ek Greenway Felino, and just like load up the line. So again, like the Wild. Like I want to like him, but I don't really have much interest. Like the second line, like Kaprizov Powerplay one, and then like with Zouk and. Mojo, like power play too, like it just doesn't really do much for me. Like this game as a whole is like a big fade for me. I, I, if Gibson's starting, I want 7,100 Gibson. I think that he's my favorite play in this game. Capo Kakinen, I'd want to play, but like 8,200 is just too much. Like the Ducks just don't have enough shot volume for me. So Jakob Silverberg one-off, Shattenkirk one-offs, uh, some Dumbo one-offs, maybe a Dumba Fiala here and there, but that's really about as much as I like in this game
2: okay so I'm with you on Anaheim I don't have any interest in the Ducks um 7100 Josh John Gibson absolutely the rest like the rest I don't think like I think I have some like one-off Max Comtois <laughs> um that's about it like I honestly don't have anything else from the Ducks the Anaheim uh, side uh, oh or Min- we're talking about Minnesota now we're on the Minnesota side boys uh I have a lot of interest in Ericssonek, Fiala, and Greenway. Um Eric and Fiala look where on the in the last game. Uh, Greenway there, you know, you prefer Parise and Kapazov, but he's fine. Uh, and Greenway typically uses their fourth line against the opposing top line. And, like, their fourth line isn't good. Like, this isn't like the Dubay lucic line from Calgary or, you know, the old Erickson Eck, Foligno, Hartman line here from Minnesota. Like, (laughs) it's just not a good line. Uh, So Erickson Eck and Fiala. Like, Erickson Eck, his – I'm pretty sure he's still leading uh, the NHL in individual expected goals per 60 minutes this year. Like, he's he's having a really good season, believe it or not. And Kevin Fiala, like, he's a shot machine. So, yeah, I'm in on Minnesota on their top line. Erickson Eck, Fiala, Greenway, mixing in some Ryan Suter for some power play. Um, John Gibson, like that—that's honestly it for me. Out of this game, is I'm stacking, stacking the top line for Minnesota because they'll get Anaheim for. I think it's a good matchup. I have a fair bit of John Gibson. I think he's my most popular goalie tonight. Uh, but that's it. And like, I guess there's a punt on the Minnesota side. Kalen Addison, even though Jonas Brodeen is back in the lineup for for Minnesota, Kalen Addison is probably still going to be running the second power play or on the second power play unit at least. Uh, so I don't mind Kalen Addison if you need like a super cheap punt. He's actually, uh, he's actually a good puck moving defenseman. So, uh, yeah, that's where I am. Minnesota one. I do like them. Uh, nothing on the Anaheim side, uh, except for the goalie. All right. We got five minutes left. We got one game left and it's a pretty important one. So let's get right to it. We've got, uh, the Calgary flames with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Edmonton with a three point two implied goal total uh these two teams played last night uh Edmonton 1-2-1 and what was a pretty tight checking game actually um Sean Monaghan didn't play um he was a scratch at warm-up I think it was they said upper body injury I forget but I assume if he wasn't healthy for last night that he won't be healthy again tonight um they went to a top line at Backland Kachuk Majapani, with uh Lindholm and Gojo playing on the second line um Pretty much the same game as last night, just in a different spot. So, what do you like here, Josh?
0: Yeah, I'm going back to Edmonton 1 tonight. Uh, especially, <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not really a surprise. Like, <laughs> Hopkins is 7,200, and I think people are going to leave him off. Uh, so, people are just going to, like, the same. My dogs are going absolutely ham right now. <laughs> but, like. It's the same thing with, with uh, like Edmonton is with Toronto. If you're going to, if you're going to use McDavid, the way to get a bit unique is the full stack there. So Edmonton won. Yeah. For me. Um, but I'm going to go back to um, a line on Calgary. It's probably the second line, especially if they see dry saddle of home, Goudreau and, and Dubé. Like if you want to leave Dubay off, it's fine. But, um, if you Want to put Rasmus Anderson? I think he saw a good amount of power play time there. You can go, be yep. um um, Lindholm, Rasmus Anderson. But that top line of the Flames, Backland, Kachuk, Mangiapani going against McDavid's line, like, I just don't want to go against McDavid. It's just not something I like to do just because their, their numbers have been really good, uh, this season. So, Edmonton one for me, uh, Calgary two, uh, for me. If you're going to Edmonton, I think you can, if you can fit in Barry at 6,400, you do it. If not, you leave him off. There's not really uh, another defenseman I want in this game. Like If you want a one-off nurse, like 6300 you can. It's, it seems very overpriced for me. And then if you, Giordano, again, 5700 I don't know. It's a little expensive.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I don't want anything to do with that Calgary top line. I don't want them going into that McDavid matchup. It's not uh, a great matchup. Uh, Mikko Koskinen, uh, should be starting. He's ostensibly a better goalie than Mike Smith, though we don't really know. Edmonton doesn't take a lot of penalties either, like seventh or eighth, fewest in the league. So Calgary may not get a ton of, of power play opportunities um, in this game. So that's another thing that's kind of taking me away from Calgary. I do have a little bit of interest in a Godro Monahan two man, or not Godro Monahan, Godro Lindholm, um, because, you know, we talked about yesterday on the show Edmonton's. Second line, their defensive numbers aren't good at all. Um, assuming Godro and Lindholm don't see much of that McDavid line, they could take advantage of that. So I do have some Godro, uh, Lindholm two mans. Just be aware that you know because it is a late game, and because they did lose last night, and because they do have some players injured, that you might have to make some late swaps. Uh, it's not uh, necessarily a guarantee that Godro and Lindholm will be will be playing together. Uh, Edmonton also, they keep splitting the power play time and it's driving me up the wall. Pooey didn't even get any power play minutes last night. It was all James Neal with a little bit of Alex Chase on. So, you know, if you're looking to get a little bit different, if you want to mix in some uh, low price players, Neal probably higher on the priority list, but he is more expensive. Um, so Alex Chase on um, is another guy that you can throw in uh, in those power play stacks just to get a little bit different. I don't mind one one offing Darnell Nurse. I think he's a guy that, you know, if this ends up a 2-1 or 3-1 game, um, I think he's a guy that, you know, could be in on two of their goals or three of their goals or something like that, because he, you know, he does shoot. He plays a ton of minutes. He plays a lot with McDavid. Um, You know, like I said, this could be a 2-1 or 3-1 game where Nurse gets in on a couple of goals. So I don't, I don't mind him as a one-off, but it's not somebody I'm targeting. It's like, if he fits, I would play him uh, type thing. So that's where I'm at here. Love the Edmonton power play with you there. Uh, Go Joel Lindholm. Have a bit of them as well. Um, not going to take any goalies out of this game, I don't think. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, just completely begrudge anybody for playing 7,400 Marshall, but he looked pretty bad in his last game. Um, and Edmonton's Edmonton. I don't think you really want uh, your goalie on the road in Edmonton um, on an eight-game slate. So that's where we are. Uh, for this slate, Josh, why don't you give uh, the viewers out there one of your favorite stacks tonight?
0: Um, I'm going to say Arizona one, as long as I avoid Kopitar.
2: All right. I'm going to stay in that game, and I'm going to go – actually, no. I'm going to go Carolina two. Jordan Stahl, Svechnikov, Fogel. That's one of my favorite lines on the night. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we should be back on Monday, I believe, with a, with a show – uh, I think it's Jake and Terry will be with you For Josh Harris and for Tyler Zander Our producers, Michael Clifford saying good luck Tonight everybody, and we'll see you Next week good luck.
1: With lucky landslots You can get lucky just about Anywhere, dearly
0: beloved We are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry